0: It's Lager Time! Yay! Lager time Poems, Stories and Thoughts By me, Paul Cree Ross Greetings, Bonjour, What's Happening? Lager legions, it's lager season. Well, it's always lager season over here in Lager HQ. I don't actually drink that much these days, but it's a frame of mind more than anything. Letting your hair down, getting things off your chest. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to lager time. And speaking of seasons, it's all got a bit autumnal out there. I'm enjoying it. Being mainly at home this week, it's been great. My wife is away for work, I miss her, but it's just me and the doggies. Done a fair bit of looking out the window this week, watching the raindrops and listening to the magic, one of my favorite things to do. Large up James Harris, who writes stiff upper quip on Substack, he wrote this nice little piece this week about enjoying the rain. Large up those of you that caught the first episode of Young Unprofessional last week. Despite the character being old, this series is all quite new at the moment and I'm slowly finding my feet with it. These are all draft pieces, I'm writing it as I go along. I'm just playing with the character and the form and seeing where it goes, much like I did with the satellite stories. If I can get to six, I'll see where I'm at with it. There's a few stories that I wrote a few years back from when Reese was in Newtown. I'll probably put a few of those up at some point. Lots of them include many of the characters mentioned in these London pieces. So, this time next week, I'll be getting ready for my gig at Poetry and Papa Dom's up in Wood Green, London. I'm on the bill with comedy and poetry heavyweight Simon Munnery, Corrine Harb, and all hosted and curated by the legend that is Paul Lyles. It's always a fun gig, good food, booze, tunes and well run. Also on the Thursday before that, I'm also at the launch event for the inaugural Maidstone Literature Festival at the museum there. Maidstone is where I live these days and I rarely get to do anything in that town related to what I do so I'm very excited at the prospect of walking to the gig from my house. I don't know what the crack with tickets is but there's going to be council people, the mayor etc but they have a website and are on Instagram so have a butcher's. They've got loads of events happening around the town. And in light of upcoming gigs I'm going to do a not quite live episode where I basically just press record and run through a set of poems and sometimes music then upload them. It will probably be just poems, I need to get a bit more practicing for the music before I start doing that again. It's been a while. Being that I've been at home a bit more, I've spruced up my website a bit, have a butcher's at www.paulcree.co.uk, and I've tried to organize the sub stack a bit as well so you can see all the satellite stories in one place, for instance. You can find my music on Spotify, Apple, Bandcamp, and all of them. A few videos on YouTube and that. And if you like what I'm doing, Hit subscribe on whatever platform you're following on. It all helps. But I guess you already know that. You must hear it from people like me all the time. Large up for listening, though. Keep it larger than life. Or keep it larger than life. Peas and taters. Oh, no, wait. I didn't even introduce a story, have I? Hold on. Aha. Okay, missed that on the document, didn't I? Like... Large up for listening though. Keep it larger than life. I was meant to say larger, not larger. See I'm going off script here now. So enjoy the story. It's called The Urban Explorer but in Sick Trainers. Young Unprofessional Episode two. Peas and taters, Paul, enjoy. comfort of Airmax. i knew they weren't really athletic trainers though we all tell ourselves that when we drop a ton plus conveniently forgetting your credit card apr at footlocker it's all for show mate worth it though as long as you can keep them clean went on some massive walk i don't know why i did it i think i was looking for something I don't know what exactly. Something unconscious leading me like a dog following its nose, but like a well-domesticated dog who never got taught how to hunt, just eats too much, licks his balls and sleeps 20 hours a day. But those instincts, they're something, I think. They mean something. At least I think it was an instinct. Recently, When sat in the office looking out the window across London bored out of my little mind in those moments where I've lost the will to even pretend I'm doing something work related I realised there's so many places in this city that I've heard of but never been to like Brick Lane. I know roughly where they are but never been there like Brick Lane. All the times I came to London as a nipper was just mostly visiting family in Norwood Streatham and Croydon and the odd Chelsea game. And when I got older, raving in the clubs. Never got to visit the famous spots. And I want to go to them, like Brick Lane. And the not so famous too. I want to go to all of them, mate. Watch out, Hounslow. I'm coming. I like knowing where things are. I like looking at maps. It's also a good office time killer, that one, for the moments where I am making the effort to make it look like I'm doing something work-related. Bit of the old map work on Google, when the PC can handle it and doesn't wig out. To the untrained eye, I'm doing something productive, tenuously related to processing accident claims, all flipping day long. My sister Siobhan bought me an A to Z just before I moved up here as a little leaving gift. She's good like that. It's probably the most thoughtful gift I've ever been given. That and my 21st birthday when Ricky gave me a bag of weed in one of them plastic coin bags you get from the bank when you want to pay all your coppers in and a jazz DVD called Border Patrol 2 which he probably got from one of those Vietnamese geezers that come in the pubs. Well, the sleeve said it was called Border Patrol 2 when I put the DVD on it was actually called National Service. Clearly some sort of uniform thing going on there. Both Siobhan's and Ricky's presence were equally well received though. I suppose the difference with the A to Z is I don't sink into a dull lethargic life-sapping melancholy right after I've looked in detail at a map of Merton Borough. I want to then go and look at more. Why stop at Merton? And before you know it, I'm deep into the streets of Bexley. So Saturday... Nothing else to do. I just decided to go to Brick Lane. Just like that. No plan. Free and single, mate. In control. Living life to the max. I stopped short of bringing the A to Z out of me, though. Come on. I've still got a slight, tiny shred of integrity. I don't know if I could bring myself to pull out the A to Z in the middle of London. You might as well rob me now. Take my phone, wallet, or Esther, even my Air Max. My cousin Sean was round the other day and was laughing when he saw it on my bed. Boy, what you got that for, fam? Some mug out here, blood. He didn't know where Whitechapel was either. Dickhead. He's only lived in London his whole life. I moved up here for a reason. Alright, I don't really know what that reason is, apart from the job offer I got. Commuting was easy enough, I did it for a while. But there was that time back in Newtown when I was in the Swan almost empty, having a pint with Gary on a Monday afternoon, about 4pm, with two of his gas theatre mates, who were doing Charlie in the toilets, on a Monday afternoon. Fancy your life, Norice? <sighs> yeah, alright. I felt that this trip to Brick Lane was part of something bigger. My journey. I started to feel this sense of urgency like Frodo carrying that ring into more than aware of his cord. This was my destiny or something. My calling. I'd heard Brick Lane was popping off. That dickhead Stuart Simons hangs out there with his multi-graphic design mates who sit on beanbags in their office. I'm happy with a spinny chair. Twat aesthetics aside, he said there's shops that have DJs in them and people doing live graffiti on the walls and that. Maybe I'd meet some cool people. Some people like me. Some music heads talking about music. Countercultural types. Revolutionaries. Artists. Maybe meet some chicks there. Some cool chicks who like my trainers. And they wear cool trainers too. Yeah, yeah, what you saying, yeah? My name's Reese. I'm a graphic designer. Yeah, yeah, we sit on beanbags and that and just express ourselves in, like, Microsoft Paint. Yeah, 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 edgy stuff. You never know, mate. When I looked at it in the A to Z, I realised how close it was to Old Street and Liverpool Street. I know Shoreditch a little bit from going to forward at Plastic People and the various drum and bass nights at Herbal. Those rare times Ricky actually came up to London. Been a while though, I heard he barely leaves his bedsit now, just sits around smoking puff and watching porn, probably some uniform caper. That or those endless Marvel films. Same thing. So I knew the way from Old Street Station into Shoreditch. I figured I could walk to Brick Lane from there. Then I realised Farringdon was near to Old Street, which I knew from going to Fabric on them other few occasions when not just Ricky, but Gary would even come up to London too, for true players. Sean would come to those nights as well, with his Norwood mates, always full of Aggies own 4 and Satellite Town white boys, like us. That so weren't ever out of place. But it would annoy me though, I'd come up to London to get away from those pricks. Where were the artist avant-garde revolutionaries? Hopefully none of that in Brick Lane. Strictly enlightened fit chicks with nice trainers. So I charged up the iPod. Loaded it with some sets from Forward that I downloaded on the RINCE website. Thanks office Wi-Fi. It was claims research. I like to get in the head of the applicants. Youngster and Crazy D. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Screamin' Hatcher. Stash those on there with a few default selections. All eyes on me, Illmatic, and some Dubliners complimentation that I've been getting into. What can I say? Seven drunken nights is a banger, mate. Reminds me of my dad and my uncle getting drunk, funnily enough, at New Year's. Mum telling them off when they get the words wrong. Had a shave, put on my best Air Max, my only Air Max, a ton 10 plus APR. Sprayed some Hugo Boss and bopped out the door. Looking alright if I don't mind me saying. This is what I came to London for. I still don't know what exactly that is. But this is it. Bop down the Streatham High Road, on the Streatham pavement, breathing that fresh Streatham air of opportunity, all the way to Streatham Station, where I jumped on the Thames link up to Farringdon, excited about this little adventure I was having. The intrepid urban explorer, but with sick trainers. None of that ugly-ass millet skier, mate type of melty crap Stuart Simons has got from his scout days which morphed into his festival days with his fold-up camping chair and waterproof hiking boots. Melt. I do own a fleece though. Well comfy. Can't deny that. When I got to Streatham Station, I was feeling good. So excited about London's possibilities. I was feeling so good in fact, I even made the bold and brave move of starting a conversation with the geezer on the ticket gate this is a new me mate. This um weather's a bit gloomy today, mate. Is it? Yeah, like proper moody. I wish you could have stayed in bed. Yeah. Yeah like I love a good kip. Right. Alright man, have a good day, yeah? Where you going, mate? You ain't swipe your oyster shit. Cover blown. He must have figured out I weren't a local, like a proper local, one of these out-of-town mills. Still ain't got used to these Oyster Cards. You tap in and tap out on the underground and on the trains, but you just tap in on the bus, no tap out. It's confusing. I wish they'd make their mind up. I keep tapping out on the bus and overcharging the card, looking like a right mug. Got on the train to Farringdon and blasted the youngster mix, dropping bangers. I even sat in the seat meant for pensioners. What? I would have given it up though, should someone have asked. I removed the headphones as soon as I arrived in Farringdon. I wanted the full sensory experience. Who would have thought doing that could be so difficult though? It's like music is addictive or something. out of Farringdon Station, not quite as excited as when I left the gaff, but still good nonetheless. It was a little overcast overhead, but the sun was still shining. As soon as I got out, I realised I had no idea where I was going, and immediately regretted not bringing the A to Z. I had a little look at one of those maps in the station and roughly worked out the direction I needed to walk in and started bowling. It was a bit strange, I'd only been to Farringdon at night time and it was usually busy, but Farringdon was dead. reminding me of Victoria on the weekend, on those occasions I have to go to work on a Saturday and the only eatery open is snacks in St. James's Park's Chaste and I eat some soggy samosa. I guess all the offices round here shut on the weekends, so the shop's shut and most of the people go with it. I noted that a lot of the offices were swanky looking and with abstract art on the walls and odd shaped furniture, trendy design type companies. There were a few estates and the like dotted about, tucked in behind the offices, out of sight, out of mind I suppose. If I lived in one of those estates, in an area crawling with twats like Stuart Simons five days a week, I'd be rejoicing every weekend, having a street party or something. At some point, I took a turn onto Old Street. Old Street? I didn't realise it was an actual street, I just thought it was a station. I wonder who named it though. Possible imagination issues with that one, seeing as every other road is named after a saint, a trade, or a military general from the Empire days. Old Street. Who came up with that one? Must have been new. As I approached Old Street, as in the station, all the buildings started to get a bit more shabbier and the odd crackheads started appearing with carrier bags of super strength lager, along with some younger trendy looking types already on the smash presumably, even though it was only just gone three in the afternoon. I saw one kid wearing a top hat with rings around it like Slash from Guns N' Roses looking like some Primark Russell brand or something. I felt myself getting excited though. All the bars and pubs here, loads of them with graffiti on the walls outside, so they must be cool, right? I decided there and then I had to have a pint somewhere. Maybe that's where this adventure would get to take off, like that fear and loathing film that Ricky loves. As soon as I saw the right boozer, I'd get in there and start meeting my future friends and putting the world to rights. I got the excitement back, a new spring in my step. Good thing I was wearing sick trainers. I bopped on further, walked past the first of Shoreditch's infamous pound and a pint glass titty bars. I was tempted, mate, but it was a Saturday afternoon, on my own. I don't know if I could face going in there and seeing myself in the face of whatever other desperate geezers were in there, at this time of day, that would be on a par of doing Charlie and the Swan on a Monday afternoon. I was in that Browns place once with Gary, and seeing the bouncers give some dickhead a pasting for trying to take a photo of one of the girls. Then we got slung out as Gary didn't want to put any more pounds in the class. We weren't even watching at that point, just chatting at the bar drinking a pint. All that, plus the fact I doubt any of those girls want to actually be there. The whole thing is a weird arrangement. It's all a bit depressing. Not going to lie though, part of me still wanted to go in. But I swerved it and carried on. Doubt it was my morals, I just probably didn't have the balls. I soon came up to that junction off Old Street. I could carry on ahead in the direction of Herbal and Browns, or turn right down Great Eastern Street in the direction of Plastic People. It was like one of those nerdy adventure novels that Stuart Simons used to read, and not as secretly liked too. Turn to this page to usual gold pieces to buy a ten bag of skunk from the troll under the bridge or whatever. Also, at the point of the intersection and bang in front of me was a boozer with graffiti on the walls outside and knacker benches full of people out front chatting away and it looked like there was more people inside. This early on a Saturday. It really is popping off round here. This is it, I thought. I could go in there, get a pint and start the revolution. But they were all sat in big groups and it didn't look like there was any spare tables. Where would I sit? I'd have to stand somewhere or sit down with one of these random groups. Yeah, yeah, all right. Hi, yeah. How you lot doing, yeah? I'm Reese, I'm um, a graphic designer. But I like to sit on a spinny chair, though. Old school. And I like hip-hop, obviously. And I like politics and that. Do people just do that? They'd probably think I was weird or a sad case. Nah, it was too risky. But it could be. I might meet... Nah, nah. Try the next one, I thought. I'm pretty sure someone sat outside looked up at me, wondering why I was staring at the pub, sort of talking to myself. So I immediately turned and carried on walking straight towards Herbal and Brown without even thinking. Untrained doggy instincts again. Got the fuck out of there. I had no idea where these roads led, anyway, so I just carried on. Every boozer and bar I walked past, I went through a similar inquisition as the first one, always wielding the same result. Didn't go in. Something didn't have enough people in. Some had too many people in. Some had no people in. I was tempted by those ones. Either way, I taught myself out of all of them. Thing was, every boozer with people in, they were sat in groups, having a good time, laughing. I doubt they weren't some dickhead like me coming to interrupt their day for an awkward attempt at conversation. No one had even noticed my trainers. No one was interested. Wankers. Where was all the Lone Rangers, the Dick Whittingtons and the Big Smoke seeking their fortune and fame? I thought this city lionised those types. I got to the end of Old Street, just after the turn off for Herbal, under the bridge and over the road where Browns was. I stood for a moment, Got tempted again with browns. Even got tempted to eat a kebab. But it was too early for that, surely. I was feeling disheartened by my lack of balls and simultaneously being resentful towards those smug, happy, smiling pricks back in all those boozers and bars with the temerity to have a good time. Social revolutionaries just like socialising being social. I was fixated on having a pint and at least trying to talk to someone about music. Or politics, or something. But I then remembered what the actual mission was. Finding Brick Lane. I'd got distracted with petty trivialities. Smut, lager and kebabs. Reese's triangular axis of evil. And fun. I had to keep going. Brick Lane. Maybe I'd have a pint there and start the revolution or better, get some chick's number. Where was Gary when you needed him? He was good at all this stuff. The prospect of finding Brick Lane rejuvenated me a little bit. I'd lost sight of the mission, distracted by excess. By this point, the little route I'd half-heartedly planned out with my A to Z back in Streatham, I'd completely forgotten. I had no idea where I was going. Saw some sign for Liverpool Street and went in that direction. I knew Brick Lane was somewhere near there. It couldn't be that far away. I soon realised I was on Great Eastern Street and went past Plastic People. Must have been some sort of triangle with that first pub. Walked past loads more boozers, restaurants and titty bars and went through the same mental anguish again and again. But this time, I could suppress the disappointment. Because I was going to Brick Lane. I'm on a mission to find Brick Lane. I'll have a pint, start the revolution and talk about UK hip-hop and grime, meet the women or women of my dreams, all when I get there. Shoreditch weren't ready for me this time. At the very least, anything beyond plastic people was new territory for me. Every step further on the pavement was like that Sims game where empty pixels slowly get filled with stuff and an image forms. I was a pioneer in sick trainers. The road just kept going. But I could feel that Brick Lane was close. I kept seeing some signs for some Truman breweries or something but I carried on, looking for the signs for Brick Lane. Surely it was soon. It was a long road and at some point I crossed over and kept going and noticed that the name of the road had changed to Commercial Street. I'd heard of this street. I wonder why they called it that. Maybe they were fans of Bad Boy and Puff Daddy as opposed to Raucus and Talib Kweli. This was the type of conversation I was preparing myself for in Brick Lane. Knowledge. That sacred pillar of hip-hop and Buddhism. Probably. I was starting to get tired. It started drizzling. I was worried for my trainers. My shoulders were aching. Why were my shoulders aching? I weren't even using them. The road seemed to lead into Whitechapel, that's what all the signs were saying, and there was some gallery nearby. I knew Brick Lane couldn't be far away but I was starting to not care anymore and my decision making went from slightly panicked to completely nonchalant. Still no signs for Brick Lane. I got to Aldergate East Station, took a guess and flung a right and followed that road. The architecture was starting to change as the skies were darkening and the rain was hardening. More and more office type buildings, slightly grander looking. In the near distance, I could see the Tower of London and signs for Tower Hill Tube How the fuck did I end up here? Somewhere I must have gone wrong. Dejected, that subconscious untrained dog must have kicked in because before I knew it, I was swiping my oyster, tapping in, and getting on a district line towards Victoria. Out the underground, up into the station, spoons above Smith's, four Cronenbergs later, having not spoken to anyone in there except the person serving at the bar, got the train back to straight H. Gate was open at Vicky, so forgot to tap in on the oyster. Got out a straight H, I tapped out on the oyster and got slapped with the full fare, taking my balance into minus. Out the station, straight to the kebab house. Large doner and chips, stuffed my face, garlic sauce on my soggy Air Max. Dashed the evidence in the bin, key in the door, mumbled hi to Tanya and Colin, watching some bollocks. Didn't want to talk, head down straight out the stairs and into my room. See the A to Z on my bed should have gone to Hounslow.